Hello and welcome to Tea and Chat, the British English podcast that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. Hello listeners and welcome to today's episode. I want to start by saying I missed you. I know last week people were like, Rebecca, what happened to the podcast? Why did we not get an episode last week? Well, I should have probably explained that a bit more, but as I did mention, I'm doing four episodes per month and it just so happens that for the month of May, there were five weeks. Now, I did want to be really nice and give you guys a bonus episode But unfortunately, my life has been kind of busy, so I didn't get around to doing that. So I'm sorry if you did miss me for that one week, but we are back again. So I'm excited to give you guys something new to listen to. And I just want to say again, it's been really nice to get your feedback and hear such positive reviews that you guys find this really helpful for learning English. And remember, if you would like transcripts while you are listening, you can find those on my website at britishenglishtutor.com. Okay, so today we have the hot topic of the month because it is the first week of June. And today's topic is going to be kind of a combination of different things, but it's all about buying items second hand. Now, I did go into a bit of detail about this in one of my previous episodes when I was talking about low waste, but I kind of just mentioned it and touched the surface. So today I'm going to kind of go into a bit more detail and kind of dive right in so that you have a better idea of what it really means to buy second hand. I know it kind of differs between different countries. You might have some different options where you live, So it's kind of nice to compare that and um, even where I live, there are many different ways that you could buy something secondhand. So I just kind of want to go through those. Now, one of the reasons why I'm talking about this today is because I kind of decided to get a new hobby. What I mean by that is I decided as a last minute decision to open up my own kind of secondhand vintage shop online on a website called Etsy. You might not have heard of Etsy, but it's actually a really popular website and it's a type of marketplace. So you could compare it to eBay, but it's quite different because normally people sell their own crafts or their own art on this website, but with one exception and that exception is vintage items. So that's what I'm doing. I'm just going to be selling some pre-loved vintage items and my reasoning behind that is because I want to encourage people to reuse these items and just because they are pre-loved doesn't mean that they should be wasted because they can still be put to good use and can be loved once more. So like I said this was a very last minute decision And I suppose it was kind of inspired by the idea that right now it is spring. So lots of garage sales and yard sales have started. And I'll go more into detail about those in a second to let you know what that is. But by going to these sales, I saw lots of items and I thought, wow, I'd really like to share these with people. And, 
you know, I really like to have these type of objects in my own home, but I don't want to be a hoarder. I don't want to end up with lots of these beautiful items. So I would love to share them, put them to good use and give other people the opportunity to have them in their home. So in this shop, the main things that I'm selling are home decor, but it also it includes a variety of different objects that are both vintage and collectible. But today I'm going to be talking less about the shop and more about how you can obtain these types of items. Because normally when people buy these items, they're not looking to buy them to resell them like I currently am. So already I mentioned garage sales and yard sales. And the garage, if you don't know, this is the place where you store your car. Normally it's like an extension of your house. We don't actually normally have these in England. It's not so common because we don't have enough space to have a garage for everyone. You might find in some bigger houses, they might have a garage, or if you live in an apartment building, they might have some, but it's not very common. So we don't actually have garage sales in England. Whereas in Canada, it's very popular. Lots of people have a garage. So a garage sale is essentially when they open up their garage, maybe they take out some tables and they lay out all the different items that they want to sell. And we'll get more into detail about the prices, but normally the prices are very cheap. I'll come back to that later. But the next type of sale I want to mention are yard sales. And normally they're categorized under the same section because people normally combine them together. So a yard sale is also selling in front of your house, but a yard is a front garden. So the small area in front of your house. And again, yard, it's a very American word. We don't really normally use a yard so commonly to describe this front garden in England. We just say front garden. <laughs> um, so again, we don't have yard sales so commonly because not everybody has a front garden. Again, it's not very common. We don't have a lot of space. So very few people have this luxury. Instead, in the UK, we have what are called car boot sales. So a car boot sale is essentially selling items from your car. So the boot of the car is the back of the car, the place where you maybe put in your shopping and any items. This is the boot of the car. In America, they call this the trunk of the car. So in England, we have car boot sales, and this is when lots and lots of cars all drive onto a field and they open up the boot of the car, they take out a table and they put all their items here. So if you go to a car boot sale, you are not just going to look at the items from one car, you're going to look at the items from many cars. And normally it's very well organized so that you can walk up and down like as if it's an aisle in a supermarket, for example and easily see the different items that people have for sale. Now, I will talk about the pricing. So car boot sales, garage sales, yard sales, there's the same expectation for all of these. Normally you're going to get whatever item you want at a really good deal and at an extremely cheap price because it's not really official. It's not as if you are going to an actual store to buy these items. You're not even going to a charity shop. It's very casual and it's just from the people themselves. 
So already as a buyer, you would have some expectation that you're not going to have to spend a lot of money here and you will probably get a really good deal for anything that you do decide to buy. So sometimes people decide to put prices on their items, maybe a little sticker that says one pound or one dollar. And so you can already have some idea of the price range that this person is asking for their items. But usually this can be haggled. And I don't know if you have heard of haggling, but this is when you try to negotiate the price. For example, if you see that item for one pound, maybe you pick out three items that are one pound. So that would be a total of three pounds, but maybe you make an offer to the owner and you say, okay, can I take these three items for two pounds instead of three pounds? This is called haggling. You're trying to get an item for even cheaper than what is advertised or what is presented to you. In some countries, I know that haggling is a really strong part of the culture and it's really normal to do this perhaps in any market that you go to. I could give the example of Turkey, Egypt, Morocco. These are just to name a few, but I know globally, even in Southeast Asia maybe, it's a very common thing to try and haggle a little bit to get a cheaper price and an even better deal. Now, I wouldn't say that it is such a strong part of our culture in England. Um, indeed, it is something common that you might do at these car boot sales. But if you just go to a regular market or a regular shop, it's very unlikely, in fact, it's almost 100% unlikely that you will do this and it would be considered very rude. So for some people, this can feel quite uncomfortable, even though it is kind of expected at these type of sales, it can feel a bit uncomfortable for that person to try and get that better deal. I can indeed relate to this because I think that already the person is offering their item for so cheap, I almost feel kind of guilty to ask for an even cheaper price. So depending on the situation, I might ask for a cheaper price, but if something is a pound or something is 50p or 50 cents, I probably won't haggle too much. However, if I have an item that is closer to five pounds or 10 pounds, or I'm buying multiple items from them, then there is a bit more of an expectation that they might help me out and round the price down. For example, if I have picked up several items and the total cost would come to around 14 pounds, I would hope that they would kind of work with me and get that price down to about 10 pounds. Now, some people might push their luck and that means that they're kind of trying too hard uh, to the point where it might be offensive and they might ask for seven pounds or eight pounds. Um, I definitely wouldn't do that because I do find it very uncomfortable and it can be a bit disrespectful if you decide to ask for a ridiculously cheap price. Um, I think it's fair to ask them to take a couple dollars or a couple pounds off of the price, but you don't want to push your luck and you don't want to go so far that you are actually being rude. So it's a good idea to be really friendly with these people, you know, Ask them, hello, how are you? How's your day? How you? How are you doing? Oh, have you had a nice day selling today? Um, say, oh, you have some really nice items. And I'm not just saying this so that you butter them up. <laughs> and if you butter someone up, it means that you are making them feel very happy because you want something in return. 
No, I'm not saying that you say these expressions to butter them up. I'm just saying, you know, just be your usual polite self because you are going to be working with this person to try and get yourself a good bargain. I have, however, gone to garage sales in Canada. Actually, quite recently, I went to a garage sale and they had these figures um, made of porcelain. They're quite popular. In fact, they are vintage items. So they are not popular today, but they were quite popular in the past. And I know that the retail price of them is quite expensive. It's over $100. But if you were to buy it secondhand, it would be maybe just less than $100, maybe around $80, maybe even less. So I asked the woman, oh, I see you have these figures. How much are you selling them for? And she said, oh, they are going to be $100 each. And I just thought, wow, like that is not expected. Like I understand she sees the value in these items and she is trying to get money for them. But at the end of the day, this isn't really expected because it's an item that is secondhand. So it should be cheaper than the original retail price. And it's expected that the person is also really trying to get rid of these items. So they would reduce the price a little more. Now I gave you some examples of prices of things that cost about one pound, five pounds and 10 pounds, considering the size of the item, the age of the item. So to ask $100 for an item at this type of sale, it's a little bit ludicrous if I'm being honest and a little bit cheeky and outrageous. So, you know, I just said politely, oh, okay, that's, you know, that's nice. And I decided to leave after that, but I understand her reasoning, but I think it's kind of not really expected. And in this type of sale, of course it's acceptable. They can do whatever they want to do, but people are going to these sales to find a bargain, not to buy things at that kind of high price. In fact, that brings me on to the next type of sale. And this is estate sales, because I think this one actually was an estate sale, not a garage sale. So an estate sale is a little bit more uncommon. You probably haven't heard of this one, but estate is a word that we use to describe houses. And so an estate sale is selling everything in your house. Now, maybe you can think of some situations where you might want to sell everything in your house. Well, there are a couple. Maybe you are moving house and you don't wish to take all the items with you. But more commonly, it's when an old person has either decided to move to an old people's home, we say, or a pensioner's home. So a different place where they will just be cared for uh, full time at the care home. Or perhaps, sadly, the person has passed away and the person has died. So the family are trying to sell all the items in the house. Now, this is probably the most common situation that happens. And of course, it is really, really sad. But it doesn't really make it much different from your regular way of buying items secondhand or buying items at garage sales. You can imagine that these items probably have already been passed down to them, perhaps from their parents or grandparents or great grandparents. It's not uncommon to find these items. So although it does sound quite sad to go to someone's house who has recently passed away, uh, you also have to think of it this way that people do buy homes <laughs> uh, that someone may have passed away in recently and it is just life 
and the family is just trying to get rid of the items. So at the end of the day, it's nothing too traumatic. But again, you just want to make sure that you are being really respectful and keep that in mind when you're going to the cells, you know? The family is still probably going through the process of grieving for that lost one and loved one. So just keep that in mind. As always, be respectful. So I had never been to an estate sale before and I did find it kind of strange, I'll be honest. But I decided, okay, let me go. So last weekend, I actually went to my first estate sales. I went to two different ones. And so one of them was the one that I mentioned where the lady had the figurines. And the second one was run by a company. So sometimes companies might help these families to sell all their items. So they do some advertising about the estate sales, encouraging more people to go there. They help with pricing the items, things like that. So it's a little bit more formal, but still people have the expectation that they're going to go and find a good bargain. So I managed to find a couple items at both of these sales and I do quite like where it's a little bit more formal, a little bit more structured because you know that the people have some experience with this and they know what they are doing. And of course, we are in the modern age of the 21st century. So you might actually find something similar online. In my area, if people want to get rid of their items, their furniture, their video games, their clothing, we have a website where people can do that. Kind of similar to eBay in some way, but it targets your local area so that you can easily go and pick up that item and pay for that item in person, in cash, and it's very personal. Uh, We have something like that in Canada called Kijiji, and in England we have something like that called Gumtree. I know many countries have this. It's a great way to buy items for a little bit cheaper from people who just want to get rid of their items. So I've done that um, for my own furniture in my house because furniture is very expensive and I don't think it's always worth paying for it brand new when you can find it in really good condition for a good price, second hand. So that's one website. However, you wouldn't expect things to be super, super, super cheap because it is online. But there is also another way which I found recently which are online estate sales and it's kind of like an online auction. I think you can find many websites that have something where it's like an online auction. Now I've never been to an auction in person. I don't know if you know what an auction is but it's when people bid on an item and they bid different prices. So they say £5, £10, £15, £20, £20. 20 pounds going, anyone want to bid on 20 pounds? And then someone says 30 pounds and then it kind of keeps going. Um, It looks very exciting, but indeed I have never been to it and I'm not sure that I would ever really enjoy that atmosphere because (laughs) it doesn't really suit my personality. But I did find a kind of online auction site and I think we all know that we have eBay, it's the most common popular one for a regular auction site, but there is also an auction site that I found for local estate sales. So I tried doing that recently and it was really fun and um, I'm quite happy with that. I hope that I can do some more of those in the future. And again, the estate sales are for uh, families who are downsizing, who are moving house or for the family members who have passed away. So there are just a couple more ways that I want to mention where you can get items secondhand. Um, One of them is thrifting, which is the one that I mentioned before. I mean, 
All of this kind of comes under thrifting, but I mean thrift shops specifically, or in England we say charity shops, secondhand shops, so just actual brick and mortar stores where you can walk in and you have rails and rails of clothing or items that you can buy for secondhand and for a good price. Normally you would expect the price to be very slightly more than that at a garage sale or a car boot sale, but you can still find yourself a very good bargain, especially if these shops decide to have a sale. But in general, it's a really good way to buy things secondhand and you know that this place will always have items year round. I should mention that I, at the beginning, I said um, that recently, you know, garage sales and yard sales have just started because it's spring. Because of course, this isn't something that you really want to do in the winter if it's outside in those two examples. Remember I said that the garage sales and yard sales are at the front of the person's house? Well, for those specifically, you know, if it's snow and minus 20 in Canada, then this isn't going to work. So these ones are normally very seasonal and just for the spring, summer, and maybe autumn. Um, so yeah, that's why I just started going to those. And the last way to buy items secondhand that I want to mention is at the flea market. Um, I haven't been to many flea markets before. In fact, I think I went to one in America um, but I didn't really see any in England before. I don't know if they're very popular there and I haven't really seen or been to any in Canada, but I know that flea markets are quite popular around the world and they're very similar to lots of the different things that I have mentioned, but it's essentially it's even more casual and it's more of a market style outside or maybe under a roof and it's a bit more of a jumble and you have a very large mixture of different bits and bobs all kind of together under one roof or in the same area. So a little bit less organized. I would like to go to more, but I just haven't really seen any. So those are all of the main ways that at least I know to buy some items secondhand. And I really do encourage it because Globally, we have so many items that have been produced and we produce so much waste as humans. So I do think it's a really good idea to try and reuse and upcycle and recycle these items as much as possible because often after they've been used once, they're still in perfect condition and they can be loved by someone else and used again. So I do encourage you perhaps to look up what you have in your local area let me know what is common for you. Do you have garage sales? Do you have auctions? Do you have flea markets? Let me know on Instagram at tea and chat podcast. I know I haven't been very active there lately, but I do want to post on there more. And I always do check to see if you guys send me a message or leave a comment. Also message me if you'd be interested to see what my shop looks like. Um, I'm a little bit shy, but anyway, the shipping is only going to be to Canada and America. And I think most of you listening probably aren't from America or Canada, but you can just see kind of what type of items I'm talking about and it might give you some idea of what to expect. In fact, if you head over to my blog, homesweetcanada.ca, you will be able to see a few examples of what I will be putting in my shop on my blog over there. Well, that's all from me today for the tea and chat podcast hot topic of the month of June but I will see you as always <laughs> next week for our next episode and until then I hope you have a really lovely weekend goodbye <laughs>